Get fired up for another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. With filthy mouths and bad attitudes. Featuring Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Also featuring Parker. Yes, there's no two ways about it. He's super white. And our special guest, Alex. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Entire production supervised by Bigfoot. Now, let's join the boys for their latest episode. Now, Parker, we watched Child's Play 2 at your behest as usual. Incorrect. You're Thanks right. again, buddy. Yeah, I will, no, I've, yeah, I've taken Parker, the fall for enough this month. It, I only Parker, takes two. Yeah. I won't take and, this one. And Parker, you've used the phrase one of the good ones several times on the show, devoid of context. But uh, do you really consider Child's Play 2 to be one of the good ones? That's uh, it's coming from someone who has not seen three or seed of Chucky. So, uh, <laughs> hey, uh, get back to me in a month and then apologize. Well, nobody's teams went negatives this week. Yeah, yeah I sure hope no one shame. remembers that he had to watch the monsters last week and carries that grudge. <laughs> Yeah, I am still mad, in case oh, you were wondering. Note to well. self, listen to that episode so I can hear Parker be mad about the monsters. Oh, yeah, it yeah, might it's... happen again, honestly. <laughs> I've had more time to think about it. Oh, good. Uh, Parker, before you get really mad, how about we calm you down? Is there any news this week? You're going to tell me that for the low price of $8, I can use that blue check mark <laughs> to comment, shut up libtard on the most right-wing people I can possibly follow? Like... That seems like absolute perfect value. Like, why is anyone mad about this? I will 100% pay to get verified to be even more annoying. I mean, more important news following this is means I finally get to stop watching The Witcher. That's pretty exciting for me. <laughs> I'll be goddamn if I watch 10 hours of Liam Hemsworth. Y'all can yeah, go fuck I, yourselves. Yeah. Uh, in our very immediate future, <laughs> big news, Megan's going to be PG-13. Oh, let's go! It's gonna be so good, dude. <laughs> Love January at the theater. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Like, oh. Suddenly, I understand why this shitty doll movie is getting dumped in January. Oh, oh. It's gonna make $200 million easy. <laughs> We're gonna be there. Oh, yeah. God damn right, Google. <laughs> Alright, uh, is that it, Parker? Anything else? I know uh, John Carpenter's uh, the Kaiju thing. I think it drops tomorrow. Oh, so. shit, I forgot about that. Thank you. Yeah. Well, my idol, so. Uh, uh, yeah, it's just no exciting news going on. We're just, no. like, limping to the end of the year where it's like, ah, here's some movies coming up in 2024. I'm like, uh, if I'm alive by then, fingers crossed I'm not. I'm, uh, I'm not dying before Dune 2 comes out, so. Alright, uh, in that case, we can get to Jerks of the Week. Oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. You guys can go for it. I gotta go last because my entire Oh boy. Uh, shit. I can give you a hero of the week. Let's hear it. <laughs> uh, so a new season of Love Is Blind dropped on Netflix, which of course meant that was my evening. Uh, hero of the week is the guy on there who, during his uh confessional thing, just kept. Uh, he started talking about like a real like his emotional past, and just reached in his pocket, pulled out eye drops, and put him in, and then just kept talking about it. <laughs> Just forcing the tears out. <laughs> that guy's a fucking legend. <laughs> For using a show where the other person can't see you and then manipulating himself to cry despite them not being able to see him. What a legend. 
Oh man, I've not finished the season. I hope he got married and it went well. <laughs> it probably did. Sure he did. Yeah, I get the feeling it did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alex, you got one? Nah, jerk amnesty this week. Nobody's a jerk. Okay, that's that's good. Uh, my my jerk that we ties into what I watched. So I went to the Alamo, and I watched oh. a movie that I've seen a couple times and I really like, and uh, I've never seen it on the big screen before. This is Stephen King's good version of The Shining, and I, it's still good. Turns out it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's Jack Nicholson. Maybe at the top of his game. I uh, I was very surprised that I liked this uh, as much as I did because, believe it or not, this movie was nominated for two Razzies. The two Razzies are Worst Director and Worst Actress. The Razzies are fucking stupid, you guys. Uh, even, like, I, I want to say, like, special shout out to, Nick, to Nicholson because he commented on how difficult Shelley Duvall's performance was. He said it was the most difficult performance he's ever seen an actor give. And, you know, credit to him for, for saying that, because she really did go through a lot on that. And uh, to her credit, she said she wouldn't trade it for anything, because it made her a better actress. She also said she would never, ever go through it again, uh, which is fairly obvious. Now, I'm one of the people who's actually read the book, and then upon watching this, I'm just like, yeah, the movie's just way better. I don't think the book is really that good. Uh, this one's very interesting, though. I want to comment on something, like, really nice that I saw. And... I don't even know if I, I'm going to include this. I might cut this later for time. But it was just... I saw this, and it, it, it stuck with me, and it, it's just in my head. I, the, as soon as the, the theater lights came on and the credits started rolling, I got up and left. Not because I had to use the bathroom, but it's, the movie turns out is two hours and 24 minutes. And I was like, oh, geez, my, my ass was really sore, so I, had to, I just wanted to go. And as soon as I turned the corner to leave the theater, there's a couple in front of me. And they were both a little bit older than I was, like 10 years older than I was. Uh, the man was wearing a hat, and the woman had long black hair. And they were holding hands, her right hand and, and his left hand. And she was a little bit ahead of him, and she turned back to look at him. And she had the biggest, most genuine, most like easiest smile I've ever seen. And they were like really, really, truly happy. And I, I, I really like seeing happy couples. And I was like, I'm, I'm glad that they got this chance to go to a movie and, uh, you know, see this old classic thing and they gotta spend time together. I thought that was really great. Unfortunately, I sat next to someone, so... <laughs> nice see you to bring Josh in. <laughs> yeah. Even he doesn't like this version. Yeah, well, he wasn't able to make it, unfortunately. This person sitting next to me, dude, it was unconscionable. So you know in the movie there is a little boy named Danny and he says red rum in that stupid voice he does this thing with his finger. I think she brought her son with her and she was going like this every single time he said it. Like going like up to him like like it was a fucking movie party or something. And Parker, do you remember the time where I was sitting next to that person at a the Star Trek movie? And yes, I like vividly. I sort of and I, and I eyeballed his pizza and he went like and he just moved it away from me. I swear I didn't like move my head. I didn't. I wasn't like licking my lips, going, mm, you know, like reaching out for it. But he he still saw my eyes. This woman must have seen me because I glared at her from the side of my head. I, I seriously went like this. I was like really mad. She's just like being annoying and stuff. The other thing that happened is uh, she fucking. <laughs> In that movie, I forgot about this. I wouldn't be surprised if you guys forgot about this. They say the N-word with a hard R three times in succession. And this woman had her head in her hands. <laughs> she, she, I, I think she was saying, I didn't know that they said that. In this. I'm just like, 
Well, the guy he's talking to is from 1927. It'd be weird if he said Negro, you know? It was, <laughs> it was everything that you kind of expect from, like, uh, someone who follows, like, Brooklyn Dad on... Uh, Brooklyn Dad Defiant on Twitter, you know? Uh, anyway. So yeah, your dad she, liked it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I did mention the story to him. He was like, well, of course they say it! <laughs> okay, Dad, quiet. <laughs> we're, we're inside. should have said it more! Anyway. Uh, yeah, I'm so gonna be honest. Of the week. I'm still stuck on him. Be like, yeah, I'm one of the few people who's actually read The Shining. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say that super I am. No, popular I'm gonna st- book from like. I'm going to stand. I'm going to stand by that. I, I did you guys read The Shining? Oh, Parker. Yes. Why the fuck yeah. would I read a Stephen King book? See, well, that's one. Literally the first one I read. I'm just uh, Parker read the whole thing. <laughs> what did pictures or who helped you? Anyway, uh, actually, even Josh has read it, so I do take it back. If Josh has read that book, everybody's read that book. I read this obscure book called House of Leaves. It's pretty twisted. You probably wouldn't get it, though. Have you, I have not read House Have you read House you of Leaves? You want to borrow my copy? I tried, and I was like, I, I don't know. Time for I think the only thing bullshit. I know about House of Leaves is, wasn't that uh, the book that Bill Clinton gave to everyone as a gift, and people were like, kind of pissed off about getting it? What a fucking <laughs> I asshole. I hope so. Uh, it, it actually makes me like him more. <laughs> the first time they asked me to turn the fucking page around so I could read something, I was like, nah, I'm I closed it. I yeah, do you have him giving House of Leaves like some 80-year-old fucking ambassador is actually really funny? <laughs> good try this one out. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's not that good. Well, I moved on to one of Stanley Kubrick's favorite movies, White Men Can't Jump. I'm Hell not yeah. making that up. That's actually apparently one of his favorite movies. Good for him. <laughs> Yeah, now I noticed neither one of you have this logged on letterbox. Have either of you seen White Men Can't Jump before? Of course. Oh. Yeah, I'm sure. Alright, just make yeah. it sure. It's been yeah. a very long time, but yeah. I, yeah. I, I, maybe 30% of the movies that I've seen are logged on letterbox. You can't that's, 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 I yeah, grew just up sure. watching cable uh, in the 90s. White Men I've Can't Jump it. is really good. I was surprised. I, I had not seen it before. I, uh, I was very happy to have seen it. It was very funny. Wesley Snipes cracks me up. There are some very good Yo Mama jokes in there. Woody Harrelson is really great. I wasn't happy when I posted it to, to Instagram, and one of my friends was like, is that John Cena? I was like, no, it's a different guy. I'm very happy that America... I was very happy that America solved racism in 1992 when this came out. Otherwise, things would have been awkward. Uh, I also think Woody Harrelson's character is maybe the dumbest motherfucker I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> I don't know anyone who's quite that credulous. Uh, Rosie Perez was great. I... I realized, like, when I was hearing her voice, I was like, I have heard that voice somewhere before. Where where was it? It turns out she's the voice of uh, Shell in, um, uh, what was it, uh, uh, Road to El Dorado. Not Marcel with the shoes. God, that's such a you thing to say. Yeah, well, I guess <laughs> From, it is. It's beautiful. That's yeah, not even, yeah, like, a diss. It's just, it's, yeah. it's just such a pure... <laughs> Disposition of you. I like, like that. I oh, this famous movie. actress. Uh, yeah, Road to El Dorado. That's totally yeah, her. good movie. Uh, but also, like, I recognize people more by their voices than by anything else. Uh, <laughs> well, I like that movie. I think more for the uh, more for the fucking jokes than anything else. I did like how at the very end of the movie, spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen this, much like the people who haven't read The Shining. Uh, he doesn't get the girl. She leaves him because she's sick and tired of his bullshit, and they're just like. Uh, I don't know, what do you want to do? Shoot basketball? And uh, I guess they just do. And I was like, well, that's that's realistic and good for uh, Rosie Perez's character, Gloria, who's too good for him, you know? Fucking Wait, that's going to be this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the guy's just, yeah, they just sort of end the movie like Beavis and Butthead just shooting hoops. Speaking of Beavis and Butthead, oh my goodness, you guys have got to see the revival on Paramount+. Plus. It is so fucking good. It's better than the original series run. 
I was cracking up the entire time. In particular, the episode Nice Butthead, where... So, Butthead's really abusive towards Beavis, as usual. He's, like, slamming his face in the walls and stuff. He's doing this right in front of, like, the, the school counselor's like, well, clearly the therapy's not working. What if we medicate you? And, uh, Butthead's like, I don't want to take those. Until he realizes they're grape-flavored. <laughs> and she says, take one in the morning, take one at night. So, of course, he takes, like, 37 at once. And, uh, Beavis is like, hey, are these doing anything for you? He's like, No. But thanks for asking. And suddenly he's like really nice. He's wearing a yellow polo to school. He's like, it's a sunny day. Why not wear a sunny outfit? And it's it's really, really funny. I uh, The satire is still on point. Uh, the comedy's still really good. And they also, every once in a while, they'll just like, what if Beavis and Butthead aged up from the 90s and they're like in their 40s, right? And it works. So uh, Mike Judge still got it. It's worth your time. I thought it was interesting because uh, you know how in the original series they like comment on uh, music videos? In this one, I feel like they only do that, like, 40% of the time. Most of the time, they're like, let's watch a viral video on YouTube and, like, talk about that. But for the vast majority of things, they're things I had never seen before. The only one that I knew was, like, they do the, the WAP video, the WAP, and they comment on that. That one's all right. But, like, the other videos are, like, just things that you feel like are probably viral, but maybe you haven't heard of and would be good fodder for Beavis and Butthead. There's one music video they did by a kid who I swear is 11 years old. It's, it's a song called Chapstick or whatever. And the idea is, like, there's nothing between us but Chapstick. Like, oh, their lips are touching. <laughs> and one of their riffs was like, yeah, there's an ape pubic hair between them either. <laughs> and uh, that I thought that was good. Uh, so, yeah, watch the new Beavis and Butthead. It's very, very good. All right, let's get to the movies. I probably will. Yeah, you should. I, I think you'd like it. Um, all right, so Parker... You know Night of the Living Dead, right? Do it's a zombie ever. movie. <laughs> Heard of it. Yeah. This one, uh, they, it turns out they remade it, and it was directed by Tom Savini. This is from the, this is the 1990 version, which is, it uh, seems like it's just a straight remake. Same sort of characters, mostly the same dialogue. It's got Tony Todd instead of, uh, I guess, whoever else. And it's pretty good. They, they make the, the female lead a bit more badass than she was in the original. And I was like, that's probably better. You know, in the, in the first movie, she didn't really do a whole lot. In this one, she's got things to do. The special effects are just about what you'd expect from Tom Savini. My only criticism, I think it's a major one, is the soundtrack. There's something about the soundtrack here that sounds like it's on a Casio keyboard. You think to yourself, oh, classic, low-budget sound. It's like, no, it makes it sound really cheap in a way that doesn't fit with everything else. Like, the movie looks too good for the soundtrack, and the, the effects look too good for the soundtrack. And uh, I, I found it kind of disappointing. It, it felt like a directed video movie, and I'm pretty sure that movie wasn't supposed to look that way. So uh, I don't recommend that one. What I do recommend is a little movie called Popcorn. This is borderline a future episode. Borderline, because it's you know still a horror movie, but... Popcorn. Parker, did you watch Popcorn? I sure did. Dude, there's so much fucking <laughs> reggae in this movie. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, there is. Wait, is that a compliment? Good question. Ah. I don't have an answer. Okay, so Popcorn. Pop, you might be wondering, well, why is there so much reggae? Because they filmed the entire thing in Jamaica. <laughs> so I guess that's I guess that's the only explanation. The basic story of Popcorn is uh, there is a high school, and they're like, well, we have to raise money for... I don't remember the big game. And they are like, we've got a great idea. We'll show a bunch of ye olde timey classic horror movies and we'll make them like the 
the William Castle sort of like uh, things. We'll put this one in Smell-O-Vision, and this one's like, we'll electrocute your seats or something, and this one uh, will spray cum on the audio. Who knows? And I was like, oh, that's that's kind of interesting. They're like playing tribute to these, you know, the classic William Castle, uh, you know, gimmicks. I, I, I like that because I think that stuff matters. I think that's part of film history. And inside the movie, there's like some evil, crazy guy who's picking off the students one by one. So it's like uh, a narrative within the narrative. So I thought it was pretty good. A lot of people are like, oh, it's cheap. Dude, have you seen the other movies on the list? I'm fucking, who cares? It's, uh, it's good. I liked it. Um, oh, here's another one that I feel like is very famous, kind of like a White Men Can't Jump, except I've never seen it, except this is from the other side of the gender spectrum. I had never seen Thelma and Louis, and turns out that movie's actually really good. Uh, directed by Ridley Scott, I feel like I did not know that. But, uh, yeah, he did a really good job. It's, uh, the script is written by a woman whose name escapes me, but you can tell it's written by a woman because this is one of the most strongly feminist movies that I've ever seen. An interesting thing about feminism is uh, the discourse about feminism has shifted from blaming men for all the shitty things that they do to women to instead being we should build up women in some sort of talk about the positives of women. This movie only builds up women in a very subtle way. A lot of people talk about, oh, they kiss right before they end. That's a little gay moment between them. They must be gay for each other. I don't think that's what the film is trying to communicate. I think that's just trying to show how close they become in, in their struggles. The, the important thing about their femininity, in the, in the sense of building up their femininity, is that they never even consider abandoning one another. Like, it's, when uh, when Louise shoots that one guy, it's just like, well, of course I'm going to stick with you. I'm not going to go back to my husband. That guy sucks. Like, they they are implicitly with each other. And I was like, that's, that's a good detail. I'm glad that they do that. The other thing is that if you're a woman who's watching this, they have some really great comebacks to shitty things that men say and do to them. You're like, I, I just wish I would have the opportunity to say and do stuff like that. There is a possibility that it's like, you know what, maybe they shouldn't have shot that guy, but uh, also, he had it coming. He, he probably deserved that, and so do all like the really shitty guys in that movie. And the other side of feminism is tearing men down, and I gotta tell you, when I was watching this movie, I was like, they make some good points. Men probably do suck. Uh, yeah, what they a, do be yeah. like that, though. Yeah, it, it's unfortunate, but... Uh, that's the thing, it's like, uh, it, it's almost like that uh, sort of politics sort of way. It's like, are you going to talk about your own side or are you just going to tear down the other side? Tearing down the other side is often more effective. But that being said, uh, I, I don't know, I think it worked in this context. I thought the movie was very well done. And of course, we got to talk about the ending, that classic shot where they drive off the, uh, the mountain and of course the classic song plays. This is my fight song, take back my life. Of course, I can't stop this. Anyway, uh, cool. I, I thought you didn't clip it, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't feel like it. I didn't have enough time. You guys want to go Oh, wait, it just stopped for some reason, mysteriously. Yeah, uh, oh, it's good. Uh, if you guys haven't seen Thelma and Louise, watch it. You don't have to listen the whole time like I was doing. Let's see, what else did I watch? Anything good on here? Oh, <laughs> Parker, I like my review of this for some reason. Body Parts, starring Jeff Fahey. Yes, sir. Oh, this fucking movie. <laughs> Wish it was worse so it could be an episode. It's not No, this enough. is... Yeah, this one's not an episode. This is too boring. Uh, Jeff Fahey, who you may remember as Simple Jack from The Lawnmower Man. And... Uh, <laughs> now I do. Yeah. He was... Uh, what else was he in? He was in um, uh, Planet Terror. He was like the, the redneck uh, barbecue guy. 
JT, I think. Yeah, JT was... Why do I remember that? Anyway, yeah, he was in there. And, um... Anyway, he was in this. I feel like he was committed to just starring in uh, movies that are so bad they're good. This fucking movie... was the basic premise? Okay, so Jeff Fahey plays... Uh, I, I guess he's a surgeon? And... Um, or something like that. I don't know. And uh, he's in a car accident. And no, he's a he's not a surgeon. He's a a, a a researcher for the criminally insane. He's in a car accident and he loses his arm. And uh, I guess he's gonna die without it or something. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I thought you could just like amputate or something. But uh, did the medical team is just like, oh, don't worry. We just got a fresh stiff. We're gonna give you this dead guy's arm. And Jeff Fahey's like unconscious, so I guess he can't say no. And they graft a new arm onto him. Unfortunately, that arm belonged to a serial killer. And turns out that, just like in the Metal Gear Solid games, like, the, the dead guy's evil spirit lives on through his arm, so he's doing all this bad stuff with his arm. And you might be saying to yourself, well, that sounds pretty silly, but uh, the movie seems to take itself somewhat seriously, to which I would respond, yeah, it's too silly for the movie. The movie cannot lift the stone. It is, because the guy, the dead guy's legs are also grafted onto this other guy who's doing spin kicks in a bar and shit. It's really fucking stupid. And I, I just couldn't get past it. I thought it was really idiotic. And there's some other moments in there that are idiotic. And every once in a while you laugh at the movie, but it's not good enough to justify, like, an entire episode. Let's see. Oh, all right. Three more. Great. I watched. <laughs> I watched one of my assignments. Finally, this is uh, this is Children of the Corn Two: The Final Sacrifice. <laughs> yeah, as it turns out, this is not Urban Harvest. <laughs> Hate to see that. Yeah, oh, but hey, good boy. news for next week. Yeah, right. Uh, that's the next week's episode of Urban Harvest. No, uh, The Final Sacrifice fucking blows, dude. Because, first of all, the first thing I think is that MST episode of The Final Sacrifice. No Reds ever to be seen here. No, Children of the Corn 2, this is the only other Children of the Corn movie to get a theatrical release. You're like, oh, they must have tried hard on this one. No. So That's usually this, not how it works in the genre, buddy. <laughs> well, there was a particular scene that was making the rounds on the old Twitter where uh, there's a woman in a wheelchair who's uh, really mean and nasty to these kids. In fact, everyone in this movie keeps calling the kids little bastards. And it just, re <laughs> it just reminded me of the principal from Beavis about oh, oh, little bastards! And it's like he... It sounds like everyone is doing that to these kids to be like, no wonder the kids are so mad at you. Which, by the way, why, why are the kids mad at them? Oh, is it that uh, he who walks behind the rose of spirit who tells them to do this? No, it's an environmental message. The, the adults are polluting the world, so Captain Planet's not here, so we're going to kill the adults. That's what they're going for. There's a Native American named, uh, I don't know, Little Feather, some dumb shit, and uh, he, I don't even remember what he does, probably dies. Anyway, the woman in the wheelchair, she's like trying to escape the kids who are uh, tormenting her with, I think, an RC car or something like that. Anyway, she swerves into the middle of a road where there's an oncoming truck, that fucking blasts her right through this uh, this diner window through plate glass, and uh, this one old man stands up with a bigger shit and says, "Bingo!" <laughs> and, uh, that that's the thing about this movie is Children of the Corn Two feels like it's trying to fit inside of a niche of either horror comedy or horror comedy that knows it's so bad it's good, and those kind of are disparate things. It doesn't really hit either one. Like, there's there's a moment in which uh, an old lady 
She's under her house. She's looking for something. And the kids knock out the support stuff. So the house falls on her and crushes her. And as this happens, you can hear her say, what a world, what a world. The Wicked Witch of the West from uh, Wizard of Oz. You're like, oh, they're trying to do a thing. But it's not really that funny. Oh, like the movie we watched this week. Yeah. And it it just doesn't work. And I, I understand what they're trying to do. And it almost feels like they're trying really hard. And I know I say, like, you know, if you try really hard, then I'm going to be kinder to you. But this one just didn't work. Speaking of trying hard and uh, not giving you the credit you deserve, I watched Alien Cubed. Parker. When I threw this out, lightly, as a suggestion for... I don't know why I'm doing Jack Torrance. When I threw this out, lightly, as a suggestion for a future episode, I didn't realize it was two hours and 24 minutes. This fucking thing goes on and on and on. And I can see why David Fincher doesn't like this movie very much. Partially because, like, the studio was fucking him over a whole lot, but... It's just not an interesting movie, which is a shame because a lot of good people worked on this. They worked really hard. You know the story and the script was written by Walter Hill? I love that guy. Yeah, You'd think, oh, I'm going to be kinder to this. No, it's just not a very interesting story. Sigourney Weaver's in it, and you can tell she's trying really hard, but I don't really care about the story very much. Uh, and David Fincher, you can see elements of what he does that feels like it would be a precursor to his later work, but it's not good enough and it, it just it doesn't work for me I don't think Alien Cubed is very good that being said apparently Alien Resurrection is the one with the basketball scene so that pending investigation into its runtime could be a future episode uh, Parker have you seen Alien Cubed? just the once it's I don't know how much I liked it I kind of appreciated just how fucking mean it is it is very mean. Yeah, it's very mean spirited. Yeah, just to open with cool. So she wakes up. Oh, that cute little kid she rescued. Yeah, that kid's fucking dead. Suck dick. Yeah. Oh, it's spoil it's the end for everyone. Doesn't she, she just fucking yeah. swan dive into some yeah, acid she just or lava or something? Yeah, she shit? just kills herself. I feel like that was a message to the audience. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's very uh, dark, desolate, and I I feel like it would probably be better if it was written. Maybe there's a novelization I could read instead like the shining but this one I, I just couldn't get into and the last one oh so for trivia every once in a while the, if you win trivia then you get to pick the first category for next week it's just one question about it the other team that won these guys are really good at trivia too we gotta find some way to beat these motherfuckers they wanted for first category this week the 2001 movie, Joe Dirt, which That's I had never seen play. before. Dude, Joe Dirt's <laughs> really lame. Yeah? Yeah. You watched Joe Dirt to get a trivia question, right? <laughs> you know, this moron. is the worst. This is Yeah, the worst part is, I'll repeat this because we talked about it off mic. Trivia question is... What Saturday Night Live member and unlikely sports commentator was in this movie? The answer, Dennis Miller. Man, it's so awesome because, like, no one listening can see you. So, like, when you say shit, like, yeah, we had a trivia question, so I watched Joe Dirt. 
you just have to think like this man has never fucked once in his life. <laughs> <laughs> the picture that paints is magical. Uh, Meanwhile, I see that you could literally tear me in half like a phone book. I, but that's fine because we're yeah, off well, the size of the country. Yeah. I just wanted to get that question right, and instead they asked the easiest question that's ever been asked. You could have just <laughs> looked at the IMDb. That's exactly what it. Usually, I, I'll if it's like something I'm not familiar with, I'll just like look through the Wikipedia or something like that. And this time I was just like, well, you know, I've heard of this movie. And uh, I was lucky I didn't watch Joe Dirt 2, which they made, apparently. Uh, uh, I mean, that the was a... could have been about that. Like, yeah, yeah, that's the Cap thing, yeah, like, yeah. Like, that's just, you know... If, if, if he had started with the, the, in the sequel, and I, I would have just got up and left. Just fucking... the sound of chairs scooting back <laughs> yeah, just, abruptly. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> this stars one David Spade. Uh quick note about david spade is uh he is bad in this i'm not gonna pretend he like he's nice but also <laughs> like note? yeah but also like he's not like trying you like he's not even doing a fucking voice the thing about voices is i feel like and i, I don't have like a whole lot of experience with david what have i seen david spade in? i saw him in the you know another obviously chris thing i saw him in the emperor's new groove uh <laughs> it's uh, I saw him in this, and I guess I saw him in the, what's the, the SNL skit, the one with uh, Chris Farley where the guy is really loud and obnoxious? I guess that's all, all of them. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, yeah, he's in that one, and I feel, and I've also seen him on, uh, uh, what was it, uh, Norm MacDonald's podcast, right? And on Norm MacDonald's podcast, he's so funny, just so naturally funny, and he seems like if you were in the same room with him, he'd be the life of the party. He'd be the one who, everyone's laughing at his jokes because it's just the way that he says things that's very funny. So, I don't think I blame him for this movie. I just blame the script because that script is really not very good. There's nothing that anyone can do with it. And it's really bad when you're watching a comedy and you're not laughing. There's just, there, and there's only so much you could say about a comedy where you just don't laugh. And it's not like they're not trying to tell jokes. I know where the beats are. I know where the jokes are. And none of them are hitting. Just every single one of them is a complete misfire. Except for one. One got me. So he's working at a carnival uh, with his shirt off. And the wind's blowing. They're trying to make him look sexy, even though he's very obviously not sexy. And Jamie Presley, who's on the slideshow, she's looking oh, at yeah. him with like the, the finger in the mouth. with like, ooh, I want to fuck this guy's brains out, you know? And you're like, oh, they're doing a stupid bit like, oh, she thinks this unsexy man is sexy. And you're like, I don't understand why that's a joke, but I understand that they're trying to tell me that it is a joke. Anyway, he decides to hook up with her. And uh, then she says afterwards, uh, oh, my my brother's name was this, my dad's name was that. And it's like, oh, he realizes, dang, I just realized she's my sister. And everyone who's listening to him telling the story is like, oh, gross. And he's like, I gotta go back there and treat her like a sister. And then he fucks her. <laughs> and uh, everyone's like, oh, no. It's like, oh, I'm just kidding. Now he actually did. And then it, I think like, afterwards she was just like, oh, the second time wasn't as good. He was just like, yeah, I, I don't know why that is. And uh, she was like, I, I guess you could just... Because she reveals to him that they weren't actually related. Uh, she was talking about some other one named Cletus. And then the second time, without the knowledge that he's related to her, it's not as good. So instead, he pretends that she is his sister, and then the sex is better. I was like, oh, that's funny. The incest joke got me. Nothing else in that movie. Christopher Congrats, Walken's bud. in there. I Christopher Walken, who obstinately refuses to say no. I, good for uh, him. Yeah, you know what? Uh, he got that paycheck. 
Oh, yeah. You know who else is in this? Joe Don Baker. Alex, what'd you watch? I'm glad you had fun, buddy. Oh, yeah. Good uh, times. You know, anything for the team. Did you win this week? We got second place. That's yeah, almost like winning. Yeah, it's yeah. probably worth it in the long run. Yeah. I mean, like 90 the, minutes, that's nothing. Kind of like the game of games. Let's just skip to that. <laughs> <laughs> if you insist. No, no. <laughs> All right, what do I got here? Um, just a couple to talk about. Uh, we sat down and watched a Netflix movie like a week and a half ago called Do Revenge. Because uh, apparently somebody told her that it is like fucking cruel intentions for Zoomers. Uh, and the movie knows it because like the headmaster of the school is uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Oh, um, okay. Hang on. <laughs> so uh, I actually really enjoyed this movie um, more than I thought I would. I thought this was going to be really stupid. And like it uses the fact that you think it's going to be really stupid to be like, I don't want to call it subversive because that's giving the movie too much credit, but like I, I was I was my my expectations were more than met by this one. Like the the whole premise is like uh these two girls that go to this like rich, snobby fucking private school. Um the the one girl's family has money, the other girl's like the the, the you know, like the poor like scholarship student who like, you know, worked her way off worked her way like in there and everything. Uh, basically, they both get screwed over by somebody else at the school that they can't do anything to, so they decide to, like, do each other's revenge plan for them. Um, there's some... <laughs> there's some really good bits in here. The the one girl, the, the, the poor girl, like, she's dating, like, the, you know, the, the alpha chad of the school, and, like, the reason that she needs to get revenge on him is because, like, uh, he convinces her to make a video of her masturbating, and then he sends it out to the whole school. Uh, and, um... So, like, the, the first day of the next school year, he's, like, the class president, and he's, like, talking about how, you know, like, both of their privacies were wronged and things, and, like, it ends up with him, like, setting up, like, a club for, uh, for cishet guys to, uh, be allies to the, to, uh, any women who have had bad things that have happened to them, and, like, just, like, completely turns the whole thing into, like, this, this huge victimhood thing. It's, 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 like, there's a lot of shit like that, um, where in less capable hands i feel like a lot of the bits wouldn't work because it's very much like poking fun at younger people but in a way that younger people would also laugh at um this movie has a twist in it which i wasn't expecting and i think caught me off guard more so by the fact that there was a twist at all um yeah i had a really good time with this actually like the strong recommend if you're sitting down with your significant other on the couch and just like aimlessly scooting through Netflix looking for something to watch. I think the ending sucks. I would be happy to talk to anybody about why I don't like the ending of this movie, but I'm not going to tell you about it because I think Parker's probably going to end up watching this at some point oh, in the next couple months. Oh yeah. Added to watch list. You, uh, yeah, you'll have a good time with this one. Um, what else we got here? Uh, something you don't need to watch, by the way, Parker. Uh, you heard of a movie called Camp Coldbrook? Absolutely not. Alright, so, uh, uh, this movie stars uh, Danielle Harris, who you'd know from all your baby movies, yep. and Chad Michael Murray, who everyone's girlfriend would know from literally anything. Um, and the the whole fucking premise of this is, like, Chad Michael Murray, he has, like, a paranormal investigative reality show, and they, like, they go around to places and they investigate stuff. Uh, but in this one, it's really stupid, and it's not actually worth watching. Um... This movie also has a twist, um, but this is one of those movies where, like, we're just sitting around watching this, fire it up. Like, it was on my Amazon watch list for, like, three years, probably because I saw it was a found footage movie with Chad Michael Murray in it. 
um <laughs> uh like we hit play like they're not even at the fucking like camp they're gonna study yet like like we know nothing about the lore and like i just like shout out the twist of the movie and she's like how do you know that i'm like because i've seen movies before and like five minutes later she's like oh yeah you're right that's definitely what's happening and then an hour later it's revealed to us like just absolutely waste of fucking space but uh parker just i'm saving you the time because eventually you'll scroll past this and go hold on what the fuck is this i appreciate that because had that's... i known this existed i would have brought it here a year ago i know exactly like there, yeah. there's a reason it was on my watch list like I, if you know you know like <coughs> Um, so I watched another movie, um, that came out, I think this year called, uh, we're all going to the world's fair. Um, I've heard of this. Same. So we talk a lot on the show about movies that understand the internet, um, mostly from a humor perspective. This is very much the other side of that coin of uh, this movie understands more than any piece of media I've ever seen what it's like to just be like clicking through like your youtube feed at 3 30 in the morning or like in some guy's twitch channel with four viewers where he's responding to everything you say and he's just like yeah i don't know man i don't want to go to my shitty job at wendy's tomorrow like i think i'm just gonna take all this fucking nitrous right now on camera like <laughs> uh parker you specifically this will take you back into the dark dregs of 4chan days oh fuck okay i it is like like I'm gonna get around to like saying why this is a recommendation for you specifically and everyone in general. I think this is a good movie, but uh, well, I guess I shouldn't say this is a recommendation for everyone. This movie's pretty slow and it's told from a perspective where like if you can't relate to what's going on, there's really not much here. Uh, the entire thing is um, our our lead character is this teenage girl, um, and she does this like viral video challenge where like you like prick your finger and say i want to go to the world's fair three times like on a in a video and then smear the blood on your screen and then like you start to change or whatever um but the whole movie is like we're either watching her videos or we're watching like what she's watching as she like scrolls around on youtube like so like watching other people's like world's fair videos and, like, you're watching it, and it's kind of got, like, you know, a creepypasta vibe to it, where it's, like, there's, like, like, like is this real? What is this? Like, like you, we have no frame of reference for the universe. Like, we don't know if, if, like, this is actually changing people. Because, like, you know, the videos she's clicking through, like, some of them are, like, clearly just, like, fake. And, like, some of them are, like, oh, shit, that's weird. Like, like what's that? And, like, we see... We see it go through, like, her videos, the different different ones that she makes. Not all of them have anything to do with this. It's just kind of like a lonely teenager being online. Like, at one point, she's, like... I don't remember what she's doing. She's doing something. She's, like, responding to something in one of, like, her videos, like, into the camera. You just hear, like, her dad downstairs yell, It's, like, two in the morning. Will you shut up? And it's, like, oh, okay, cool. I know everything I need to know about this kid. Like... She, like, goes out in the garage to watch AM ASMR videos at one point to, like, calm herself down because she has nothing else to do. Uh, there's, like, an online stranger that reaches out to her at some point regarding, like, her participation in this World's Fair thing. And, like, I don't know. I think this, is mo this movie's, like, a really, really interesting study of, like, what it's like to be lonely online. And for a certain kind of person, this movie will hit unbelievably close to home. And I think for that, it's really, really effective. Um, but also, like, if you're a normie, I don't think you're going to understand this. 
Um, not, like, to be disparaging to normies, although, you know, like, normally that is, you know, what I do on the show, but, uh, um, I just think it's, like, it's such a specific lived experience of being lonely online that, like, I don't know how you can explain that to somebody. I really don't. Um, so, yeah, I, I, this movie's short, too. I think it's under 90 minutes. It's a, uh, it's a strong recommend, but if you're bored 20 minutes in, you can probably just turn it off. Um, uh, what else did I want to say about that? I didn't know anything about it. I've heard it referenced a lot, but had I known it was about being dangerously online, I would have watched it by now. Um, I think it's... It, it, it's not just about being dangerously online. Like, there's... Uh, one of the, like... I know a lot of trans people really like this movie because they think that this movie, like, really speaks to, like, dysmorphia in a way that other movies don't by, like... Because we're following this character, and, like, we don't know how much the character believes in, like, the viral meme that's going around, and how much of it is just, like, is she pretending in her videos, or, like, is there actually stuff happening to her, or is this all theatrical? Like, it, it's it's a really interesting way to look at the way people think. And, like, when you when you see this description, and, like, you put this movie on for, like, 30 minutes, you think it's, like, some fucking Slenderman bullshit. And, like, it's not. It's actually about something else. And, like, I think that it was, like, a really cool way to package this kind of message in a movie. So, yeah, if you're terminally online, watch this. Um, I think it's pretty good. Uh, what else we got here? Um, yeah, so... I Normally, you guys, like, you know... There's, like, movies out there that you haven't seen, but you're like, oh, someday I'm going to get around to that and I'm going to really like it. Like, just, you know, it happens when it happens. Like, yeah, it's, I just, I'm absolutely positive I'm going to like this movie. It's about things that I like. It's by people that I think are good at things. And then sometimes you put it on and it just does absolutely nothing for you. Because that's how I feel about The French Dispatch. Like, I, absolutely nothing. I, I got, I, Same, I, I tried so hard. I, I, I know, I know a lot of people like this movie, and I love Wes Anderson. Like, I can't believe I didn't enjoy a Wes Anderson movie. But, uh, you know, it's for somebody else, and that's fine. It's for me, I guess. I, I happen to love that movie. I will say that it got a little bit better to me and a lot funnier when I watched uh, some of the Jean-Luc Godard's movies. Because people were like, oh, yeah, you can tell it's it's influenced by French New Wave. I'm like, no, uh, one of the, the middle segment, which is usually everyone's least favorite segment, uh... That is directly parodying uh, 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 French New Wave. It is making fun of French New Wave. It was saying the French New Wave was bad. And I'm, I'm glad that it is, because the French New Wave fucking sucks. It's not. It's like the least interesting thing that ever happened to film. Uh, I, I don't know. I think those jokes work for me. But also, like, uh, I've, I've worked in journalism, so there's a lot of stuff that really uh, I don't know. God, works for me. I like the style of writing that he's talking about in there, that uh, the New Yorker sort of thing that uh, is going along with like the magazine writing. I, I don't know. I, I do like that movie, although it's it's certainly not. I don't even think that's in my top five Wes Andersons. Yeah. Uh, it, it, go ahead. I last thing about it is that is my second favorite movie of last year, which shows you just how not great last year was for movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, last year was pretty rough. Um, this was definitely a case where, like, I actually understood most of the things being referenced. So, like, like I, I, I didn't, I wasn't sitting there like, oh, yeah, you know, it's a love letter to French New Wave. Because, like, I'm not that stupid. Like, I know how these things yeah. kind of work. Um, I think it was more that, like, I didn't care for the format of the movie. 
like it was a movie where stuff was happening and i was never really given a chance to care unless i came in with like pre-existing care about these things you know what i mean mm-hmm. I, I don't i don't know how else to describe that but yeah. uh i'll um, tell you something that might have helped you is I, I read beforehand that uh wes anderson when he was in high school he was a bigger nerd than i was he used to go to the school library just just so he would read the uh old issues of the new yorker because you'd have people like james baldwin were published in there these classic writers and you can you can practically see this guy leafing over it and in every frame of that movie you you see like old issues of the new yorker and it is that is very esoteric and if, if this mm-hmm. is not for you totally understandable you know this is this is not the when people say wes anderson people are not going to be thinking oh yeah french dispatch you're probably going to be thinking like moonrise kingdom yeah, Although, I, I will like, say I, I like this one more than Moonrise Kingdom, so I guess I'm I'm a little bit different from most people. Yeah, like like I knew that this was all esoteric bullshit, but also it's typically my esoteric bullshit. So mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna love this. And like, so I was like kind of shocked that I didn't connect with it. But mm-hmm. yeah. I don't I don't know why uh, I said like, uh, well, I, I I I like this one more than Moonrise Kingdom. I I guess I'm just built different. <laughs> it's one of the more Personally, I've only seen five Wes Anderson movies, and it's also not in my top five. <laughs> you know what? That's that's probably fair. Yeah, th- yeah, I I can understand it. You know, uh, well, better than uh, what was the what was the Indian one? Uh, one where they all go to India? Uh, when they're Jardine on limited. G- oh yeah, Darjeeling yeah. Unlimited. Yeah, it's better than that. Also, probably not in my top five. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think that movie is bad. I just it's like I I remember sure. watching that movie. I remember enjoying watching that movie. I could not tell you a fucking single thing that happens in it, and yeah. so I'm probably never going to revisit it. Yeah, I that's one. Of, that's like the, his only movie that I don't recommend to people. Yeah, like I I've seen the the good ones. Like I I, I can tell you what happens in you know like Rushmore and Life Aquatic and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know. I, yeah. Like Royal Tenenbaums is one of my ten favorite movies yeah, ever. Yeah. Like, like I, I love his bullshit. It's just for once it didn't work. I don't yeah. know. But like, I, I also like I look at a lot of the stuff that he's done recently, and it also kind of hasn't been for me. So like, maybe mm-hmm. I'm just over it. I guess Isle of like, Dogs didn't do anything for you because I love that. I haven't seen it. Oh. Like I, I wasn't interested in watching it. Like I'm like, I, this I guess looks stupid. Fair, yeah. I, I personally like, loved it, but also it's animated. Y- so you know. Yeah, exactly. You love animated movies. Yeah. I don't. I, I, I would have seen I Love Dogs. Uh, when we went to the theater in Singapore, I gave her a choice of that and Gon Jun Han in Asylum, and she picked correctly. Oh, so, man. uh, yeah, I have, uh but, but, still yeah. a fucking banger, my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's so that's the people. one I keep yeah. talking about with people is like, don't talk to me about horror movies till you see Gon Jun Han in Asylum. It's fucking good, dude. Or The Queen's Corgi. Or The Queen's Corgi, that's true. Um, <laughs> fucking terrifying. Top dog. Um, speaking of movies that are fucking terrifying, hey, Parker. <laughs> I know you mentioned that this movie was good before, but, like, holy shit, The Empty Man fucking slaps. It's so fucking good, dude. <laughs> I, I love that movie. I went into this, like, pretty blind. Like, I knew, like, the, the you know, the synopsis that you'd see in, like, the one paragraph before you started on streaming. But, like, beyond that, I didn't really know what to expect from this. And, like, this movie took me for a fucking ride, dude. Oh, I... Yeah. Oh, man. Like, Chris, my sales pitch to you on this movie... Um, I feel like the last I don't know 20 minutes of this movie is very similar to the last 20 minutes of Prince of Darkness um, which is a movie that obviously I love and also scared the ever-loving shit out of me um, 
I don't get scared often by movies. There's like a very, very certain kind of existential dread that makes me feel like actual fear when I'm watching a movie. And this movie fucking nailed it. And I was really, really happy about that. Yeah, it was um, one of those. I was watching it with my girlfriend. She's like, I don't want to think about this. I'm like, I, don't, I don't want to just turn this off. I don't want to think about this. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. not great. I mean, also because just the nerve to have that giant intro and then the title card drop like 20 minutes in. Skip. You know, it's an immediate three stars from me. I. I also it worked for me. I really it's liked so it. So good. <laughs> like like I, yeah, it, I don't it happened and she, it happened to me. It happened and she looked at me and goes, "Is this an anthology?" And I was like, "Can we just watch the movie, please? I don't know." <laughs> yeah, I I didn't know what it was going to be. I certainly didn't know where it was going. And by the end, a real existential terror. That's a good way to put it. Of like, I don't want to <clears throat> think too I, much about this because it's in the middle of the night and it's going to make me. Have real bad dreams. Oh yeah, uh, that movie is going to stick with me. Yeah, there are um, things that make me jump, and there's things that are like, "Huh, well, what if?" And I just start spiraling immediately. Yep. Yes, sir. Um, <clears throat> and even like before we get there, because this movie, it kind of like sells you on it being three or four different things before it gets to the thing that it's actually at, which I always appreciate. Because it's like, this guy, he's like a private detective, but he's like not a very good private detective. And like he's investigating the disappearance of these kids, which like he solves pretty quickly. But then like there's a spooky cult in town. And so you're like, oh, it's going to be like this weird cult movie. And then like they go to an abandoned summer camp and it's like, oh, now it's going to be this thing. And like <clears throat> you kind of never really know where it's going. And then when it finally gets there, it recontextualizes the entire rest of the movie, which is something that I really appreciate. This movie is, I think, fucking phenomenal. Like, I'm I'm mad that people weren't more, like, assertive in saying, like, dude, you gotta see this fucking movie. Like, it makes me real butter that it just got... This was one of those movies that, after the Fox merger with Disney, just got dumped. Like, well, contractually, this has to go to a theater. So here it is. And boy... If you want a real treat, go back and watch that trailer because that is not even anything near what this movie is. It was oh, built like a fucking like teen supernatural, like a fucking bye bye man type of thing. Like ah, oh, there's this spooky thing that lives out there. Then you watch it, and it could not be further from it. Yeah, apparently I think you could only people. watch it on HBO Max. I think like it doesn't have a physical uh, release. Like it's not that was the case. It is now off HBO Max, well, so beans. you can either pay to rent it or or steal it. Yeah, like, you, you can't it's buy not it on, on anything right yeah, now. It's apparently not, a, no physical release, nothing. Yeah, apparently most people did not like this movie. They are those people are wrong. wrong. Those people are fucking stupid. Have you ever been less surprised to realize uh, that the director worked with David Fincher for like a decade? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it makes a ton of sense. That <laughs> uh, makes a lot of sense. Man, I, like, I, I'm due for a rewatch. Like, when like, you were texting me about it, I was like, man, I, I wish I had two and a half hours to use it right I, now, because goddamn... There was a point in the middle of that movie when I messaged Parker and I just said, this is like what I wanted season one of True Detective to be. You remember like when, when that was on and like everybody had their fucking theories about like how weird is this going to get and then it just ended up not being weird at all. This movie kind of goes where that where that show was like hinting that it could go. And uh, man, I had a fucking... Uh, God damn, this movie's Whoa. so good. I, I I want everyone to watch this movie. I really do. Absolutely. Nobody's gonna fucking listen to me, and that's fine. I get it. Like, look, it, if it's... Alex is telling you to watch a two and a half hour horror movie, there's something there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really it's... interesting the way the turbos have uh, the tables have turned. You know. 
been and I will say I wasn't going to talk about the that new Cabinet Curiosity show on Netflix, but I watched a couple episodes and this director did one of them and it's easily my favorite so far. Oh, good, it's very okay. good. Okay, cool. I, I will then have to watch that because like I've scrolled past it like six times already. Yeah, so I, I couldn't help myself. I'm a little piggy. I, I know. I know. <laughs> I, it's that's kind of why I didn't watch it. And my Parker tell me. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know if you need to waste your time. Yeah, his episode, the autopsy, is really good. I'm I'm like trying I'm racking my brain trying to figure out who I could recommend this to that would actually watch it and I don't think I'm gonna have much success and that's fine you know yeah, like we had a bunch of people over which I'll get to to watch a bunch of fun horror movies it's like they would all get so restless 20 minutes in and it would piss yeah. me off and I would send them all home like you do not yeah you, like you'd have to like that's a movie that actually I do know somebody that would watch this uh, right, so you're about to like call them into the room or something. I was thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> Are you with us right now? Hey, <laughs> Phil, get in here. Come on. I'm not want to watch it. <laughs> no, you don't want to like to be recorded. Man. Uh, Parker, what do you have for us this week? Also, Parker, before you go, are you using a voice changer? Your voice sounds deeper than usual. I just uh, assumed he was sick. Yeah, are you sick? I probably am. I mean, yeah. when I'm, I work retail, it's That's it's fair, November. Yeah. It's happening. Yeah. Uh, I thought well, he was using like a spooky voice for Halloween or something. <laughs> On November 1st. He's, yeah. He sounds like Andrew Luck. <laughs> he does. Oh no. Do I really? <laughs> sort of, yeah. Well, well, well you know, wine played really hard. I was going to say well. you kind of sound more like <clears throat> Joe Dirt, which also, by the way, I just want to apologize for every time I've made fun of your voice. I didn't know that we were coming That's off right, like man. that. <laughs> and also, uh, thanks for waiting until an hour in to tell me I sounded weird. Appreciate it. I... Yeah. I thought you knew because it's your voice yeah. like yeah i just like, assume like, i sound weird because you know can you do like that no it's just it's, it's just a little deeper than normal. the, the only way to do it is to overcorrect for it so remember that uh the episode of spongebob was like, i don't like your tone i'm sure you are do that one for <laughs> <laughs> no i love the i love the idea that, that chris tries to isolate this by speeding up only parker's audio by like 40 oh, percent so it, there's just like there's just like a huge fucking gaps after parker says anything please do that <laughs> I uh, don't correct you anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's one movie specifically I'm very excited to talk about because I also watched one of Chris's assignments. Chris's. Oh, hell yeah. So, RRR is the best movie I've seen this year by a significant Thank margin. You. It's oh. so Thank good, you. dude. Dude, it it's rules. so fucking good. Oh, my fucking God, dude. Chris, <laughs> buddy. It's, it's coming. I'm getting to it. Top of the list. It's so fucking it's... good. I would not use an assignment on something you're gonna watch anyway if I wasn't, dude. This is like it reminds me of uh, when I saw Underwater in theaters, and I told Parker he was gonna be really mad when he skipped it in theaters and watched it on streaming like two months later, and was completely right. Correct. That's gonna be that's gonna be you if you're sitting around on December fifteenth making your top ten for the year list and haven't watched RRR yet. That's the thing is like I've I've already refused. I'm not making that fucking list until I see this because. Okay. As long as long as that's the case, that's like, the most important you, thing. For you me. will regret leaving it off. Right. It yeah. is so fucking good. I just want to say that all of my homies hate the British Empire. <laughs> <laughs> this movie hates British people so fucking much. It's I. So cool. That's the badge even, that even, fucking Elon should add to Twitter. Is an I hate Britain. So I'd pay eight bucks a month for that. I, I would pay more than eight dollars to let the world know how much I hate the British. Yeah. But, I, uh, man <laughs> it's just you watch some of this you're like wait you mean 
all our movies could all look like this, like easily. Like there's yeah. nothing stopping us from doing this. There's yeah. nothing stopping us from having this many CGI animals for no reason. <laughs> that shot, which Chris will know as soon as he sees it, like, oh, that's what he's referring to. That shot at that party is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I want it framed and hung above my bed. <coughs> that's how these nerds felt when the fucking portals opened in Adventures Endgame. Was those animals <laughs> leaping out of that truck, dude. Oh, my God. I... It's hard to even just like narrow down what I like because it's like three hours long in eight different genres. But also, yeah. <laughs> it's a just fucking beautiful, dude. The, like the whole last thirty minutes where shit really pops off for real. And I was like uh-huh. pacing around my room like a psychopath, just getting so amped up, <laughs> listening to the shitty dub because I was too lazy to change it on Netflix. Because I, I did it was before work I, I had shit to do uh, I couldn't uh, sit down and read a three hour movie you know it is what it, it is happens. I, I, I completely understand just but, pacing uh, and just grunting as he rolls up with that fucking bow and arrow <laughs> <laughs> we all hate the British <laughs> I oh my god I'm so excited to talk about this for two hours when you watch it's, it dude. it's funny because like even if this wasn't the British even if this was like generic bad guy this movie's still like an 11 out of 10 but yes, it being sir. the British makes it like a 13 out of 10 because fuck them so much so Chris when you watch it next week just assume that's our episode that's why I'm just kind of holding back because like we will have enough to talk about to just make that the, the I, main feature yeah, I, you want to do that again. you want to make yeah. the episode so just if you want to do it next week or the week after it's like I'm not going to say too much because right, I'll... we're about to have a long discussion because holy shit I it, that was the first thing I watched this week that's all I've been thinking about. How can you think about anything else? It's so fucking good. The thing that kind of bothers me is like I didn't have an opportunity to watch this in theaters because they only played one night at the Alamo, and it was a Wednesday night, which I couldn't make. That's fine. I, I I suspect that this might be in theaters again come award season. That's that's oh, the yeah. thing is like I've been trying to wait for that. I've been trying to be like because they do that every once in a while for uh, the award season movies. Is you get a chance to go back in there. But if it's for content, you know. well, if that's the case, I, I can hold off. Like, I'll watch yeah. it again in two months. That's fine. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah I'm if you, if you like, if you want to wait, I, I'll also keep an eye out because I know my Cinemark down here has twenty four screens and shows a lot of movies in Hindi. So same. So uh, every single um, day. Like I, I think it'll come back there potentially for longer than it will other places, and that might be something that you can make an afternoon of or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, see what I can do. I would love to have seen this in the theater, but I mean, <sighs> shout out to Netflix for having it because, like, yeah, the amount that. of places I've seen this movie referenced for people who I don't think I've ever seen this style of movie in their life is mm-hmm. good for them because yeah, normies are like, bro, have you seen this Indian movie? And like, uh-huh. <laughs> have I ever? Yeah. It's... Oh yeah. Okay, I'll I'll move on because I just want to just gush about it. But that's I, fair. I yeah. don't I don't want to take these beautiful experiences away from my boy. Thank you. I need a beautiful experience. Let me see. Uh, the rest of the week really was just a whole bunch of rewatches, including we had a nice little marathon uh, the night after or on Sunday night right before Halloween. Uh, so we had to start with you know some lighter fare because we had some people who couldn't handle the scarier stuff. So like Nightmare Before Christmas, totally just whatever. Like no one's gonna yeah. be upset. Uh, we watched Wendell and Wild, the new Henry Selleck movie. Oh, I heard about that. It's really good. good. I enjoyed yeah. it a lot. I just, I love that man's art style more than anything. I didn't realize how long it had been since he made a movie. And, uh, goddamn, you 
make one fucking bomb and you just oh yeah what's up buddy it's moltar he sounds like moltar oh fuck do i need to like leave and come back no no, no please no. keep it okay yes sir <laughs> i will keep it i was gonna say he sounds like the guy from the thanksgiving trailer <laughs> this holiday oh yeah it did say noise reduction on here like an no hour no hey, well, no i mean i'm not gonna fix it i'm gonna leave yeah, it that yeah. way there's also it's just not going to sound that way on the work that way. It's not going to make your voice higher pitch. I mean, I tested my recording earlier. It wasn't on there, so uh, just just leave just, it. So just for the boys. <laughs> Prepare to have <laughs> stuffing scared out of you. <laughs> <laughs> Go home for the holidays in the body bag. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Wendell and Wild, very good, uh, very cute. Like if you like shit like you know, Coraline and all that, you'll have a great time with it. Uh, girlfriend will probably be watching it three more times before we record again. And, uh, yeah, it could be worse. Could be more Love is Blind. You take what you can get. His voice is kind of like the brown note. It's going to make you, like, shit yourself. That's right. Way ahead of you, buddy. <laughs> Speaking of. So after that, we just like, alright, well, the person who's really scared of horror movies hasn't really left yet, but it's getting later, so we have to watch something. Uh, turns out uh, all the Child's Play movies are on uh, Paramount or Peacock, one of those. So we put on Bride yeah. of Chucky, which is the most aggressively of that era movie I've ever seen in my life. That might be a future episode, maybe. Buddy, Please, no you, more Chucky. <laughs> Chris, when I tell you that it opens with a Rob Zombie song over the credits. All right, oh, God. here we go. <laughs> God, fuck. <laughs> how, wait, Parker, how many people does it take? Um... I do believe it only takes dos. Yes, well, that's a Spanish version. Oh, <laughs> a lot of people don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe if you drive a episode, but also I'm not going to watch it anytime soon. Oh, that's right. I ain't doing that to myself. Right. Come on now. It's also on the list, so I'm going to be watching it anyway. Then it got later into the night. Uh, said person still had not left, and I decided, well, I know how to make them leave. So we put on the descent after hours of everyone drinking. <laughs> now, Parker, which version of the descent? <clears throat> the fucking nerve of Prime to have this shitty American ending. I sobered up in my righteous anger. How do you not cut back to her in the fucking caves and then have her die? Like, absolutely fuck yourself. It's just the fake out with the ghost in the car and the credits roll. I'm just looking around like... You guys fucking see this bullshit? And there's like, I've never seen this before. Why are you so mad? It's 2.30 in the morning. Why are you so weird about this? You know, people say the same thing. Like, Why are you talking about children's movies again, Chris? <laughs> Every time I watch The Descent, I I have the same exact thought, which is, man, I forgot how long it takes for the monsters to show up. But also, it doesn't matter, because Jesus uh -huh. Christ. That movie is perfect to me yeah that, that's I the one i remember else. when we were talking about it and you're just like yeah man five minutes down there in the dark i'm snapping my own neck oh uh, yeah. first of all if i make it down there that means <laughs> i've been roofied in some way <laughs> as soon as i have control my faculties i'm killing myself someone someone fucking put you in the the little backpack thing the little papoose from fucking ace ventura 2 <laughs> <laughs> like i try to be more outdoorsy like i'm not gonna pretend i am but you know it's there's things I'd like to do. That is not one of them. Under no circumstances. If I get down there and someone's like, Oh, th I thought I'd surprise you. Uh, yeah, this cave hasn't been like tracked before. Everyone down there is getting their throat cut. I promise <laughs> as, as someone that's done this before, it's a real, what the fuck was I thinking? Why did we do this? Yeah, um, I've, I'm not big into 
spelunking. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like, I'm, it's cool that I've done it. Like, I'm glad that I can say that I've been in some well, dope caves. Cool but also, like, I, I, <laughs> no, never, never, <laughs> literally never. No more cave topics and pictures. Good point. Yeah. Thank cool. you. Yeah. Uh, Parker, what else did you watch? Because I saw some uh, other think, things on there that yeah. were fairly interesting. As the that movie ended, most of the people had sobered up with the pizza that was there. Couple stragglers just were not ready to drive home. And that's when Malignant came on at about 3 in the morning. And those of us that were left behind, too drunk and or high to drive home, really had a magical evening. Because those people that are like, oh yeah, I've heard of this. I'm like, do you know about it? No. Alright, sick. I, of course, drank way too much. I was sitting uh, in my little chair in the back. The dog and the cat both laid on me and fell asleep. Uh, next thing I know, I'm being woken up about an hour into the movie right as it's revealed what's happening to our main character. So I'm awoken just in time for the prison scene, the cop station scene, the hospital scene, and then the movie's over and everyone went home. So, how, did your, uh, how did your compatriots enjoy that one? I just kept looking at their faces. <laughs> Shock, <laughs> confusion, joy. I was going to say bliss a, has to be one of those. Just an amazing picture. So, cause um, I forgot to mention, that was on Sunday. On Thursday, we invited almost the exact same group of people over to watch Barbarian. None of them knew a thing that happened. <laughs> they had all just, you know, they're online. So, they're like, what's this movie everyone's talking about? We're like, don't watch anything. Just come here, we'll watch it. So, most of those people watched Barbarian and Malignant, like, within three days of each other. And those That's people have so lived a cool life that people could only dream of. I'm so jealous. Barbarian with a, a room full of people who are like, you know, a little rowdy. Think they know where the movie's going. And then that moment in time where they all realize that they were all wrong. And that thing is in there. And then it just cuts to Justin Long's face. Oh my god, dude. Fucking movie of the year. That and RRR are like 1A and 1B for different reasons. Both movies that are better with people, that's for fucking sure. Uh, I think that's about it. Um, yeah, the next day, uh, we had had an actual Halloween party on Saturday, like at someone's house, drinking all night. Then Sunday, we had the movies. So uh, on Monday, I just, we sat on the couch just recovering. We watched uh, The Witch, because of course. And then uh, Dune, because sometimes you just need three hours in the middle of the day just to really collect your thoughts. Uh, Dune still fucks, as it turns out. Also great for naps. Oh, yeah. But, uh, still yeah. Good. Oh, yeah. S still into it. Uh, hadn't watched it since theaters just because it's a time investment, and if I want to watch it, I'm going to watch it in the middle of the day where I can crank the soundbar and not get angry knocks on my door. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, still really good. Still excited for part two. And then we'll see how much more they make because uh, the things I hear about some of those other books, oh, boy. <laughs> we'll see if they go through with them. But uh, that's about it for me, gang. Uh, let's move on to Child's Play 2. Now, we've seen, we've all seen the first Child's Play movie, right? So we're, we're seen No. It. Oh, you haven't seen that it? Is my, oh, that is my first Chucky movie. Oh, this is... Oh. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. The first Chucky movie, that's not very good either. This, I expected that. Yeah. There's a reason I've never watched these. Well, there's a, one of the main reasons I picked this. Uh, thank goodness I picked this up for Alien Cubed. This has a runtime of, according to my file, 
1 hour 23 minutes and 56 seconds. So that is correct. Yeah. First of all, thank goodness. <laughs> you can pat yourself on the back for that yeah. and nothing else. Well, the other thing I kind of like about this is this is a horror movie. It's an R-rated horror movie and it begins with the Universal Pictures most whimsical music that they could find. It sounds like they're going to be doing like a, a G-rated Steven Spielberg thing. You know, they they play their fucking uh the most saccharine music that they possibly can. Uh, the thing about the the first Chucky movie is, I I'm not into it. I don't think it's very good. I actually think the the second one, the one we watched, is a lot better. Still not Correct. very good. Take that as you will. Yeah, <laughs> but um, it is significantly better. But, but you're thinking to yourself, okay, how did this come about? You know, how does like the killer doll movie? How whose brilliant idea was that? But I can kind of understand it. Because when I talked about uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, the reason that works is because there is a sense that you could experience something in your life that would give you this sort of fear. Like, Psycho, you'd, you'd be scared of Charles E. Lockingdoor. With uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, you're scared of having a nightmare, you know, what could happen to you. With Halloween, you see something out of the corner of your eye, and that scares you. In this, it's the idea of that creepy doll in your house with the eyes that are always watching you. What if it was evil and was possessed? This has never worked on me because yeah exactly i've never had uh creepy dolls so i guess it just doesn't apply that being said oh oh, sorry alex if you want to say something no 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 you finish your thought that being said i had a friend growing up named nick howard and nick was my closest friend and he had a really nice finished basement and we used to go in his basement all the time and he had this this toy this like a, a frankenstein toy and apparently when he was really young it scared the bejesus out of him and that fear kind of stuck with him for a while and i that's that's like my kind of connection it's like i can see why this would scare someone else and it's like okay that sort of thing in my mind and it, it didn't scare me because it's just a stupid guy with a green face i don't get it it's it's just i i guess i would see how someone else would come out so i understand who this is made for well, so that's actually one of my big criticisms of this movie, and I'm glad that you framed it exactly that way. Because I also know who this movie is scary to. It's scary to children. And that's not an insult. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not saying, like, you know, the content's for babies or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, the idea of a talking child's toy is much scarier when you're a child. Oh, yes. Like, like any adult would have solved this situation in, like, 15 seconds. The problem is... Why am I watching an R-rated horror movie where the doll says fuck and like it just it doesn't make sense. It's like like the people that would be scared by this wouldn't watch it. See, that's or a, they would yeah. see like some neutered version of it on cable. Right. Like so my hand went up in real life. Like, <laughs> yes. I saw this on cable and it ruined my fucking week. I I believe that. Also a couple other things. I I think I mentioned this with a couple of movies I've seen on the list is this is made specifically for children to, like, steal from the video store. Like, oh, I, right. you know, I was able to sneak this one, you know? Or maybe the babysitter doesn't look at the rating and, you know, lets the kids rent this. You know, she sees a doll on the cover. Maybe they, the kids can get away with watching it. And I think that's how it ruins, like, a lot of kids' lives. Additionally, Alex, you are one million percent correct. This is exclusively for children. I don't, I can't imagine a single adult on planet Earth who would find something like this scary. I also can't imagine an adult who would find this uh, particularly interesting. Now, there is a scene uh, later in the movie that probably doesn't make a whole lot of sense to you unless you know the plot of the first movie. You may be wondering to yourself, 
how does this sort of thing happen? How does a doll come to life with uh, this with Brad Dorf's voice? So let me describe because it's fun to just say this plot out loud. Brad Dorf plays a serial killer, and which is, you know, that's perfect casting. He already looks and sounds like one. And uh, he's on the run from the cops, and the cops like shoot him dead, I guess, in a toy factory, and uses. Is that me or is that you? What me? Oh god, I'm fucking. I'm. What the fuck happened? Wait, am I back? I I can hear you. It's just like very broken up, and like your picture is like, and I can't tell if it's my internet or if it's your internet. Sick. I assume it was me for one. Cool. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's why I asked because I also turned the Wi-Fi off on my phone. Give me a second here. Uh, I don't know what is going on. It's just a hiccup, dude. You're probably good. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, Am am I good now? Yeah, yeah. You've been fine since I brought it up. All right. I'm going to talk to you about the plot of the first Child's Play movie because it's interesting. Brad Dourif plays a serial killer, which is perfect casting because he looks and sounds like one, and he gets shot while he's on the run from the cops, and as he's uh, dying, he's bleeding out, he goes into a toy factory, and he uses an ancient voodoo curse to place his soul inside one of the dolls. Right off the bat, you think to yourself, well, that's the silliest thing I've seen all week. And uh, the doll comes to life, and at one point in the first movie, he I think he... Uh, he holds up a the voodoo priest who taught him those special words and says, "Well, change me back into a real boy or whatever." And uh, the first movie, it, it's it doesn't work. I don't think there's anything. Uh, I guess the only thing I like is that the the little boy from the first movie, he uh, he's he, right before he delivers the killing blow to Chucky. He uh, Chucky says something like, uh, oh, "Come on, we're friends to the end." And the boy says. This is the end, friend. It's kind of like your Arnold Schwarzenegger line in that movie. Mm-hmm. Nothing else works. Uh, who was it? Chris Sarandon, the prince, was it the, the bad guy from uh, Princess Bride is in there. He doesn't come back for the sequel. The mom doesn't come back for the sequel. The kid doesn't come back for the sequel. Oh, wait, the kid. Uh, I don't know if it's the same kid, but I guess it's the same character. So, uh, The plot of this one is fairly interesting. So they're reconstructing dolls. I guess Chucky's maimed body is uh, being refurbished. I don't know why. Uh, and my phone was autocorrecting Chucky to Chunky the entire time, so all my notes are in Phil Margera's voice. I was like, "Come on, man, quit playing with the fucking Chunky doll. I got work in the morning. I don't, don't show that doll up your ass." Blame you, Chunky guy. Yeah. <laughs> I I do know that Chucky somehow has God powers. I don't know how he became a Super Saiyan, but he's able to electrocute a guy through that uh, conveyor belt. I don't know how that happens. But he's. I have to convey, Alex, as someone who will never watch the first one. Yeah. Because it's not funny enough to assign you. Right. There is so much voodoo in that movie. Yeah. You really don't understand until you watch it. It's overwhelming how much of that movie is about. Well, I have to go find this voodoo priest to get my soul back out of this (laughs) doll's body. Yeah. There's a lot of F words in here, which I was just like. That does sort of preclude a lot of kids from ever seeing the real version of this. Uh, I, there's also one scatological joke where one guy's like, hey, what do you want me to do with this Chucky doll? And the one guy's like, shove it up your ass for all I care. And all I could think about was done shoving the Chucky doll up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> he knows that's already too many people. <laughs> Speaking of too many people, this movie has Grace Zabriskie in it. You might remember her as the crazy mom from Twin Peaks and also every movie she has ever been in. She's got the crazy eyes. I looked at her, I was just like, well, she's a fucking psycho killer. ABC couldn't have been paying that much back then. That's probably true. 
Uh, well, this movie existed to like for someone in your neighborhood's cool brother to rent it for the whole block, and then they all piss and shit themselves at night. Like, yeah. That's all this movie exists for. I, I think, uh, if I remember the plot to this one, because I didn't write this down, but I think the way it works is Tommy is... Not Tommy, well, whoever the little boy is. I forgot his name already. Andy. Yeah, Tommy Knocker. Andy, thank you. Sorry. Uh, Andy, uh, oh, hey. Toy Story. Yeah. yeah Andy, uh... <laughs> <so> the, <laughs> the most dejected, I'm not happy about it, this, all right? The most dejected yeah I've ever heard. I'm not happy I know these things. <laughs> that's, that's My a, life should have been different. <laughs> part four. <laughs> anyway, so Andy uh, is uh, placed in foster care, cause, which... It's kind of, I, I kind of like that. They don't just do like, well, we couldn't get him back. Let's just do a different family that the dolls go to torment. So it's like, yeah, he goes to foster care. He's got a, an older sister. Hope nothing happens there. And in his new house, which looks like fucking Alice in Wonderland decorated it or whatever. It's fucking the, the most hideous interior design. He goes in there and he opens a closet and a different good guy doll falls on him. <laughs> That's supposed to be like a scary moment. I'm like, really? That's, that's the best you could fucking I, this... do? This whole fucking thing, this whole fucking experience, like everything for the first and second acts of this movie, it just feels like a Joe Dante movie that's not funny. And like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know how else to describe like the vibe of what we're seeing in this scene. But like, I feel like that should convey it to anybody that hasn't seen this movie before. Yeah, but like the movie also <coughs> explains to you that that's not the real Chuck. I don't know how stupid you would have to be to think that that is scary. I, I'm not sure quite what they were thinking. Besides, we gotta pad out this runtime. We do not have a lot of material here, but I, we I have. Mean, to I was like, oh yeah, if I were five, I'd be fucking shitting myself. I guess. But I'm not five, yeah. so yeah. I. Well, yeah. Chucky comes Got back me, from the toy factory, breaks into the house, and buries the other <coughs> doll in the backyard. <laughs> Which, I gotta admit, I got, like, Evil Dead 2 vibes. Remember where he builds, like, a cross and everything? <laughs> You're like, well, you know, if he had all that time, was it? come on. Anyway, uh, he breaks into the house and he poses as the new uh, doll. I did, like, there was a little moment where he said, Hi, my name is, and he had to think for a second, and he said Tommy, and he had to change the name of the doll. And that little pause in there is a bit of a tip-off to the kid, but also... I'm not five years old, so it didn't quite right. work on me. Fuck all that noise. I don't care about that. I want to talk about the dad for the remainder of this oh, episode. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this dad. guy is insane. They this... adopt this kid who's just been taken from a home where, like, all these people have been fucking murdered. And he's claiming the ghost of a serial killer did it. One afternoon goes by. The kid breaks one thing. He's like... We got to sit in the back. He's going to tear the fucking family apart. You don't understand. <laughs> that kid loses he, his mind. He, that kid would be better off with uh, with Shooter McGavin in the faculty. It's the same energy. That's all I thought of. No Chucky. No voodoo. <laughs> this kid, like, it's like this kid just creases up his exclusive Funko Bob and he just beats the shit up and throws him in the basement. <laughs> like, the kid accidentally breaks something and he gets detention. And it's just like, that's it, we gotta ship him back. I mean, he's, we're not his real parents, we're not his family. Someone else can figure it's it like, out. He knocks over one of those fucking, like, uh, it's sculptures or whatever, which, no, he doesn't even do that. It was fucking uh, the Chucky doll, does it? And uh, because he doesn't cop to it, it was just like, alright, chain him to the radiator. He's not moving for the next week. <laughs> Put out his water dish. That's it. And I, I I really appreciated this scene where it's like, all right, well, if neither of you kids is gonna gonna own up to this, then you're both grounded. 
and then the next scene, the the foster kids are somehow friends anyway. Like, yeah. no, if you're the older kid and you think this little fucking terror child just broke something and stopped you from going out and doing teenager things, like you're shoving that kid in the locker yourself. Oh, of course, like, yeah. What the fuck is this? Why are these people friends? Yeah, they should hate each other. Nobody oh, should be on this kid's side. I can't side. wait to go out to this party. Oh, uh, sorry, my doll broke that. And now you're grounded. Like, uh, yeah. well, I'm beating the shit out of you. Your head's going <laughs> to that toilet immediately. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what the deal is with the older sister because I like the idea of the character. I, re- I remember the line that sort of introduced her. Uh, the kid asked her, Andy, asked her, uh, why haven't you unpacked? And she says, what for? And right off the bat, you know everything that you need to know about her. She's been going through some stuff, too. Apparently, she also breaks those little pewter sculptures. <laughs> she, <laughs> she knocked over my Warhammer set. <laughs> <laughs> if I was going to adopt children... I simply would not have priceless antiques all around my <laughs> counter space. Uh, that's the thing is, like, in this economy, no one can afford houses anymore, except in Texas. I, I've been looking at houses in Texas. Nope. Hey, oh. good luck getting approved, buddy. You're about to pivot this whole episode and make uh, me real mad. Never mind. How dare you. Changed my mind. But, like, I was looking at, like, the house in here, and I was like, man, what a nice, how could they afford that? Oh, I'm so jealous. And as soon as I got inside, I was like, oh. <laughs> fucking want to do that. Fucking looks awful. And also, yeah, that's what of all the places to go. I think I'd rather be alone in the house where my family was murdered. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'm sorry that uh, you know all your friends got murdered. Your mom's in the crazy house because yeah. she didn't want to come back for the sequel. But you're having a new life here. Hey, that's the expensive China I'm in the basement. <laughs> Lock his ass up. <laughs> yeah, he, you hear him accidentally spill like a couple of his Cheerios, and just hear the snapping of a belt. <laughs> <laughs> All you hear in that sound is just the sound of clattering dishware and utensils. Uh, oh, uh-oh. <laughs> looks like we're out of butter. You just hear. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy always made mine with whole milk. <laughs> What the fuck did you say? Uh oh. Unplug the N64 kid. now. <laughs> he despises his kid after 15 minutes of movie time. Why did you adopt him? Oh boy, yeah. Well, also, uh, underrated aspect that the kid like looks at a picture of his mom once and puts it back in his pocket. It's like, well, that's the last time we'll ever speak of my old family. I live with new dad now. He <laughs> fucking hates me. <laughs> he sees me as a burden. <laughs> that reminds me of the other line from uh, Joe Dirt that stuck with me. It was like, this is a town. A town is a place where everyone hates you. <laughs> <laughs> Which is exactly what this kid is going through. I think, isn't this the one where, like, uh, all the kids at school tease him for his family getting murdered? <laughs> he gets adopted 30 minutes later he's getting body checked into walls by his crazy old man he goes to school a kid bullies him the teacher's like you think you're gonna fucking talk in my class and just locks him in the fucking classroom she oh, sends right, all yeah. the kids out leaves him in for detention locks him in the room is berating him like he, he would think he would try to get on my good side since you're the new kid and it's like my mom is maybe dead <laughs> why do you why does everyone in this town hate me so much so here's the interesting thing i'll tell you what actually happened to his mom and uh this is in the novelization which i don't have but this is in the imdb what? trivia so what am i not gonna uh, not a lot of people have read this one <laughs> this <laughs> one yeah, yeah not a lot of people have read this one <laughs> apparently uh they decided well the book has to be over 150 pages so i've had this incorrect <laughs> and uh they in the what is in the book the mom is uh put in a mental facility and i, I don't think that gets brought up until 
brighter seed. I don't know, one of those things. So I guess she hey, needed a paycheck later. <laughs> You'll let me know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I will. Uh, <laughs> just love the idea of like going to a pet shelter and just finding the one that's just like shaking in the corner and pissing all over itself. <laughs> it's like furs matted up. You're like, oh, we're going to be your forever home. And then it like doesn't eat its food. And you're just like grabbing it by the head like, what is wrong with you? Why don't you fucking eat it? <laughs> just the fucking George Licker is his dad. <laughs> like, why did you adopt a 17-year-old and then also adopt like this child of trauma and murder that is just goes to sleep screaming every night? The kid fucking walks into the house, takes off his shoes, you know, wipes, wipes his shoes, takes off his shoes, locks the door, hangs up his coat, walks to the dinner table. The coat falls to the ground and his dad just grabs it by the throat it is discipline that begets love <laughs> you just hear the sound of quickening footsteps coming from the linoleum it's, fucking, it's the a footsteps from barbarian <laughs> oh, also yeah. again like oh who else did you adopt oh this uh 17 year old wayward child oh word yeah it's weird how'd you pick her yeah well, I don't. I don't think she comes back, right? She, she's not in the other movies. I guess she's not in Bride. Everyone comes back. That's, oh, okay. that's yeah. a journey you're going to go on. Well, uh, she does have uh, my favorite rejoinder to one of the arguments with Andy. Uh, she says to either wait. I don't know if he says it to her. Or she says it to him. Uh, one of them says, "Get lost, microchip." People I just don't know what the fuck that meant. I, I have a feeling that that was like one of the things that people did in the early 90s. Where they're just like, how do we replicate the way that the kids talk today? It's like Eugene Levy saying, or some people call it rock music. <laughs> 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 Alright, so uh, what is that? I, I do kind of like about this. Uh, what are, there's actually a couple things I like about this movie. I think Brad Dorf does a very good job as uh, the voice of Chucky. I think he's... Uh, man, that man yeah. landed the gig of a fucking lifetime. He did. He's, he can do that for 80 years. Yeah, really. Uh, it's that and the fucking uh, the greasy guy in the Lord of the Rings movies. He's just made for those I can also roles. do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh well, you know, there's a, there's something else I kind of like is the fact that this is only like an hour and twenty three minutes means that they they kind of fast forward some things that they wouldn't do in a regular horror movie. In a regular horror movie, they'd be like, they they do like the is it really Chucky or is it just a fake out? They only do that once in this, and instead Chucky's like, no, we gotta hurry this up here because I'm turning human. Uh, I got a nosebleed, so he tries to kill the kid quickly and does a voodoo chant to try to transfer. It. Oh yeah, you got a question. Alright, so I can't believe that I'm asking Chucky continuity questions during this 80-minute movie, but I was so fucking bored I couldn't help but think about it. Alright. Um, so, both Chucky and the kid know that, like, because, like, he told... Chucky told the kid a secret first. Like, he has to transfer his soul into the kid's body, right? Yeah. So, why is the kid at all scared of being murdered? Uh... Like, like Chucky literally can't murder him. I, like if he murders him, he's trapped in the doll's body forever. I think it's right. Uh, I I think that's it. But I think it's more like he's af he's not afraid of being murdered so much as he's afraid of Chucky's soul being transferred into. Yeah, he's gonna he put his soul be, into the kid's yeah. body. He doesn't want to be Brad Dourif. 
Poor boy. I mean, that doesn't really do much to explain why, you know, he's just, like, riding around with Chucky on his back holding a knife to his throat for, like, 20 minutes. But, well, he's you know, also a kid, hey, so he's not very smart. So. I, I mean, obviously, but this, neither I'm am I s- when I'm watching a fucking Chucky sequel. Yeah. So I'm going to assume this was a first draft movie, baby. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Gotta get this out the next year. We had a sleeper yeah. hit. Let's well, fucking get it. the good news is uh, they hurry this up to the climax of the movie, the third act in The Toy Factory. I gotta say... I think this finale is really good. This one worked for me. Uh, didn't scare me, but it's another one of those. Boy, if I was five, this would have scared the bejesus out of me. Uh, there is well, when I saw this on cable at ten years old, um, <laughs> this is a clear delineation of the timeline of me being a normal brain kid and uh, <laughs> crying because it was too dark in my room and I was scared. <laughs> I can very much see that. Uh, the scene in which Chucky rips his own arm off and then stabs it onto a sharp object, I was just like, fuck, this, maybe this isn't for five-year-olds. <laughs> and this then whole he, end of the movie is real good bit. Yeah, then he fucking, he gets melted inside the fucking uh, conveyor belt thing, and he's still coming after him, and then he blows him up with a fucking hose thing. I, I mean, a, I, I, gotta, I gotta say, look, yeah. Toy Story, or not, Toy Factory Uh-oh. for the, the climax, uh, incredible setting. Like, was very, very happy with that. Yeah. Actually, kind of felt like it was underutilized here. I could um, see that, yeah. I, I felt like the last, I don't know, what, ten minutes of this? Just like, ah, I'm not really dead, I'm gonna jump out. Like, I'm mangled in some way. And then they just easily defeat Chucky for the fifth time. It's like, oh, I'll get you next time. There's like, I, I know it's a doll, and I know it's not, like, it's never gonna be threatening. But, like, this movie just feels like it has no stakes like like i i know no one's ever gonna get killed by this stupid doll like how could they i also more importantly fucking andy isn't really a character that anyone cares about so if yeah, so if he's... he did transfer his soul in there you'd be like oh uh, man better movie oh, yeah okay. that would I mean, be sick right. there's a reason the main character is a kid like yeah. they know who's watching this yeah right well the other thing about it is that like you know, I, I like the idea of setting it in the toy factory. It's like, what if you made your entire movie that way? You can't really stretch it out to an hour 20. You know what you could do in order to stretch your movie out to an hour 20 is you could set it at military school. Jesus so, fucking no. Christ. <laughs> so, so bad. I'm not watching that one. That was not on the list. So I don't fucking care. Lucky you. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I've seen Hope bits and pieces well. of it. It was just, like, so fucking lame. It's so fucking boring. I think that's, like, the other horror sequel that took place at a military school. I think Omen 2 did the same thing. Oh, yeah. The so only thing I remember about to, that movie. <laughs> Chris, let's you and I get down to brass tacks here. Yes. As uh, the horror connoisseur of this show, as we all know you are, is this, like, in the top tier of, like, franchise sequels of like the yes. second installment yeah. it this has very, to be right very like, easily one of the best like, if you go down all seen. the franchises like it's because yeah. there's way up there oh yeah unquestionably this is up there i don't even think this is a good movie there are things that i that i think are interesting and there are like intriguing aspects about like especially this is i think this really is a lot better than the first movie which just doesn't work this one has like you know an interesting thing happens every once while brad dorf does a great job of the voice but this is better than every Friday the 13th movie. This is better than the vast, vast majority. At least, this is better than at least 10 Halloween movies. I, uh, oh, it is, yeah, this is... Yeah, I, I don't know about that. I, I, I would rather watch almost all of those than this. Oh, oh have fun with Rob Zombie. I, 
Uh, well, I mean, those are the two that I haven't seen. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Boy, What's those that? Fucking <laughs> I, I'm not. So you can't make me watch uh, Rob Zombie. Anyway, I'm not uh, you. I'm not. Yeah, he horrible. made me watch Rob Zombie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I even like this more than I hate to say this. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 5, the one where he plays the NES, which is uh, one of my favorite bits I've ever what? seen in a movie. <laughs> but also well, a brave take that a, that a movie's better than that one. <laughs> yeah, I know. Usually, uh, like, all the big the slashers, like, the second movie, and I'm like, it's better than Friday 2. Yeah, oh, Maybe for, better than Halloween 2? That movie... It's better than Halloween 2. Halloween I never know how I feel about it, because every time I watch it, it's after the first one, and I'm always like, uh, oh yeah, no, it's not nearly as good, that's right. right. Exactly, just skip to Halloween 3. Yes, uh, sir. Uh, Alex, you have a question? Uh, is Chucky the character supposed to be funny? I don't think so. Well, maybe not. Uh, Parker, you said you saw a Bride. Is he funny in Bride? Is he funny or is he supposed to be? Which question are is we Is he asking? supposed supposed okay. to be is yes. the question. Like, supposed to be, okay. that's a yes. Yeah. I, I was always under the impression that that was part of the character, and I watched this, and I'm like, oh, fuck, he doesn't really tell any jokes. I think, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. get what this character yeah, is. Yeah, he's, he's it's like, very serious in this. It's this goofy talking doll. Why does he not tell jokes? Yeah. I, I mean, mean, like, Bride is I, I don't understand the comedy. conceit of this movie. Yeah, but... that was the thing about it is, I think it's kind of like, um, uh, Freddy Krueger from Nightmare because in the I think in the first two movies he's not very funny he doesn't really say anything that's funny. yeah but he's like supposed to be scary like we know the yeah. doll's not supposed to be scary because it's just like this stupid shit eating doll no the doll like, is designed to it's the doll is supposed to be scary it doesn't work that way but it's it's supposed to be scary with his face and the with the knife I guess I, it doesn't work in the nineties just that fucking stupid like, yes I mean uh, okay. they lean yeah, real enough. hard into the yeah. humor starting with Bride and going on you know I, I could I could use some fucking levity in my life so I, I am looking forward to Bride a bit I oh Joe Dirt too. Thank you. Yeah, that's another. Next that's week's next week's episode. episode. So, uh, I don't too. Yep, it's locked in. You know the interesting thing about uh, Chucky. I think I, I mentioned this for Parker. Is that Gabby, who's not by the way, Gabby is a huge, huge fan of the Chucky movies. All Man, of that them. makes sense. I would love that to talk actually, to her now, about them. I I tried to actually. I was like, I like, hey, can we watch this movie together? And I could just watch you and you tell me where the good parts are <laughs> and she had to go to a wedding but she was talking my ear off but it was like oh yeah i love these movies and like i grew up with them and it's just it's you know i was i guess it's just part of her life i i don't think i get it <laughs> i don't see uh i don't see what she likes I, about these so much i i i want she told you i think she i grew could, up with it that's I, all you need to know man. you say that man but like she grew up with chucky three I want it. Yeah, that makes I sense. Yeah, I want to. I want to sit next to her and like watch her watch Chucky three and be like, yeah, what's the good part? Where, where's your favorite part? Was that good yet? Is it? Where's your favorite thing? And not even like trying to make fun of her like I did with the birds, but like, just show me where the good oh. stuff is there. Anyway, mm-hmm. so like, Bride's in my future. I'll watch that. And I, apparently, Bride just ignores the continuity of three. Thank goodness. Although you know context, and apparently, Seed is like I don't know. Is that good or? It is. It has its fans, but it is it swings <laughs> way too hard into being a comedy. And you didn't have to walk I, that you know, back. You know, its fans aren't you know, listening. <laughs> you know what they say about a there's nothing worse than a shitty comedy. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it it dragged. They also wait. Do, so the new one that came out, did they do a Chucky TV show or was it a movie? The one with Mark Hamill. Season two just started, buddy. No, I have not watched it. it that's that's the me. TV show, right? With Mark Hamill. Yeah. How? Oh, no. oh, that's different. Oh, buddy. That's, How? 
how do you track that out for an entire show? Is that a question you feel comfortable asking as no, we transition not into the game yeah. of games? I, I guess. The other thing about the game of games oh. is uh, Alex's favorite studio is producing a prequel series to Friday the 13th. And someone on Twitter brought up a good point. It's like, isn't that just like a whole bunch of teenagers having sex with each other and no one gets killed? Yeah, it's just a boob comedy. <laughs> yeah. But also, just know that um, literally for the TV show, all of the movies are canon to it. So, uh... <laughs> I have a long memory of uh, <laughs> Sherry Moon Zombie just oh, Sherry Mooning it okay, up for right, two hours. So let's just keep just that in mind with get, the next right. time you assign me something. Uh, yeah, you know. Boy, we're at strike one already. Somehow I feel that the way my teams did, I don't have a lot of assignments in me. But uh, Ride, Seed, all of the sequels, all the, right. direct to, the direct-to-video ones are yeah. canon and directly related to... Seasons one and presumably two. There were any directive video. Ch- uh, yeah. Hey, Park uh, Alex. Uh, how about the game of games? No, if you insist, buddy. <laughs> Three thirty in the fucking. <laughs> Uh, you want the good news or the bad news first? Yes. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, the good news is all three of us went five and four this week. Somebody oh, has to spin the fucking world. shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Dude, uh, do not ask me. Yeah. I don't know how the math works. That, uh, it turns out the that Commander's Colts game basically swung the week. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was a differential of nine wins for everyone involved. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and that is a- actually completely accurate math. Um, well, mostly accurate. So, uh, Chris, you ended up net plus eight this week. How? So this worked <laughs> out pretty well for you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, well, so you got a times five with the Saints, a times four with the Commanders, and a times three with the Falcons, and it didn't oh, matter that you yeah. lost basically everything right, else. Right, all right, yeah. <laughs> um, I knitted out to... to I knitted out to plus two. Um, Parker, how much did he? Uh, I guess not plus. Uh, that is a good guess, but uh, it is thankfully only a negative one. Oh, that's better than I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> well, let me go ahead and. Uh, I'm just so good at picking teams. <laughs> this bad boy. Um, so uh, as you can see, the current standings up here <laughs> with the banks. <laughs> <laughs> the visual of the minus one is really fucking good. I don't think I thought this plan three. <laughs> Parker's in, in Dragon Ball debt. Yes, sir. <laughs> I uh, I was very worried going in that some of these debt loads are going to be much higher. I was worried about that too. Away Dragon Balls from people, but uh, thankfully Parker was already at zero, so I could just drop him to negative one and not feel. <laughs> Um, this is going so much better than I could have ever anticipated. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is, funny, is just see the 5 and 4, 5 and 4, 5 and 4. Yeah. <laughs> and then negative 1 somehow. <laughs> um, so, uh, I'm sure you guys have figured out how the draft order works now. Park will go first, I'll go second, Chris will go third. But before that, Chris, do you want to spend any of your, uh, your, your little balls up here? Uh, it's... Parker, did you laugh when he said balls? 
fucking god, dude. I swear to fucking god, you signed me something. <laughs> I'm not gonna sign you anything. Well, he can't, he can't retaliate. Yeah. yeah, that's... The thing is, I, I know Parker is building up a lot of uh, key. I have, a, <laughs> I have charged up a spirit bomb of diabolical injuries. <laughs> I am, I am well, very I'm, worried I'm rooting about... for you this week, then, buddy. Parker <laughs> is gonna be at one of my games with a sniper rifle, just making sure he gets back into the swang of things. Uh, let's see. There's a lot of things I, I'd like to assign, but I know you won't watch them. I want to assign Alex Pearl, but, uh... <laughs> I, I literally won't watch it. Like, <laughs> no. you're correct. I'm not gonna fucking watch I, I just, that. I just did the episode where you were like, not only will I not watch it, I just won't be on the show anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> literally, yes. I, I felt bad for, fucking leave. I felt, I felt bad for Duxfoot, whose uh, name isn't very much fun to say out loud, who, who posts about how much he really enjoyed it, and I was just like, Oh, I'm glad you had a good time, but I'm not gonna fucking yeah, waste my time I, with shit. I look, I, I'm sure Parker's gonna watch it, and he's probably gonna think it's pretty good because yeah. he's a fucking piggy. But that's like, right. I, yeah. Oink oink. I, yeah. I, uh, I fucking. I'm not doing it. Yeah, I I don't I don't have my uh, assignments listed in front of me, so I, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's give fine. maybe give Alex a spin of the wheel. I'll spin the wheel. It's fine. All right, let me uh, pull up the uh, count me into it. All right. Wait. You count me in, buddy. Okay. In three, two. One, go. Oh, boy. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. You got it. Stephen King adaptation, it says. Let me recommend the 1997 version of The Shining. Uh, I don't I'm, think you'd I'm good on that. I don't front. think you'd finish nice. it. <laughs> I don't think Actually, Probably you know, I, you could do worse than uh, Children of the Corn too. There's some stupid shit in there, like uh, Children of the Corn three. Yeah, Urban Harvest. The, the hard part for this isn't finding some shitty Stephen King adaptation to watch. It's making sure it's not on the list. Wow, that's a good point. Yeah, unfortunately, I, wait. I actually wrote up the ones that are on the uh, well, whatever. Get around to that. Under the Man, dome. that was dangerously <laughs> close to spin too much. I know. Um, <laughs> I'm fucking uh, terrified of that. Uh, oh, anything in French. Uh, <laughs> anything in French is a good space. That's a good space. <laughs> I'm working really hard for the pyramid. That's the one I thought. <laughs> I, as the wheel was spinning, I was thinking, like, what happens if I get the pyramid? <laughs> well, I walked inside and found seven Dragon Balls. Weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, uh, let's uh, let's pick our teams. I wish we right, didn't have Parker, to. you got first pick, buddy. Six teams on by this week. My no Eagles. pressure though. Give me my birds. Taking the Eagles. All right. I will take the Buffalo Bills. I'm. Uh, you, oh, there it is. Oh, I'm gonna take uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. And one more. Uh, can you go back to? The... Yeah. Give me yeah. One yeah. Second. yeah. Because my schedule is just in fucking loading. I don't know what this is. Uh, ooh, look on there. Oh, oh, New England. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm doing yeah. it if you don't. I will take. This got a little bit harder, but that's fine. Give me the Vikings. Oh, that's good. Point. I will take my Ravens. Call. Call. And also. Guess my Rams? Probably Tampa a good Bay idea, yeah. Hot yeah. dog shit. Yeah. The Ra Oof. Tampa Bay is really bad. Uh, the Rams are worse. <laughs> well, I haven't, um, watched, I haven't watched an afternoon game yet, so. Right, I'll take the you. Dolphins. 
Oh, I was going to take him. Oh. Hmm. Could you uh, go back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, no, I realized I ripped Minnesota yeah. instead of Vikings, and it was bothering me. Yeah, I, I understand that. <laughs> these, oh, these, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it just got a lot harder. Bengals, yeah. uh, buddy? You gonna take the Bengals? I'm gonna take my Packers. I was actually gonna take the Packers. Yeah, yeah. Not, not someone else's Packers. Mine. Yeah. And no, that's not it yet. Well, I mean, uh, give it time. Jacksonville. Jaguars. That's good luck. Good luck to you picking the Jags. Uh, the Jags Raiders game. That is. I. I. You know, keep things terrifying. Wild <laughs> oh. All right, so I know who I'm supposed to take. Yeah. But I don't are want we, to. Are we all thinking the same thing right now? We might be. Yeah. Pittsburgh. <laughs> all right. You know what? I'm gonna take the Buccaneers. They're not losing this fucking shitty Rams team. I, I'm aware that the Buccaneers have lost like every time I fucking picked them this year, but that Rams team is dog dicks, dude. Well, I'm gonna have to do it to him one time, and of course, since Modern Warfare is out, I will take my Seahawks. <laughs> I was gonna get him. <laughs> oh man! All right, and one more for double. Oh, I got to double up on my Lions. Are you fucking kidding me, bro? I was, Come I was on, man. That, oh, yes, sir, I appreciate that. <laughs> I was kind of hoping maybe I could get them, too. Fuck. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I am, <laughs> Ooh. I am, I am definitely picking this Falcons-Chargers game. I just don't know which side I want. Same. I'm probably getting the other one. <laughs> I will take the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, that's what I wanted. I. <coughs> oh. How healthy is Jamar Chase? Am I able to ask that? Uh, nope. He's not playing this week. Uh, then I'm going to for like four or five more weeks. Oh, good. I'm going to take Carolina. Carolina. And that's and... it. And no. no. <laughs> It's a commanding position. You can just fuck Parker. He's got to take correct. A shot, if you don't, you don't like it. Then you got to win more. So, this is why I'm so good at picking. <laughs> yeah, this is why. Yeah, that's yeah, that's why. <laughs> it is not just the blindest luck that has ever happened. Surely my Raiders won't get shut out again. That's impossible. <laughs> what are the odds? All right, congrats to our double points round where we have selected the Lions, Falcons, and Panthers. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> I got to get the see, Team Jaguar rule. See, the, the upshot of going for another round is he can only possibly make you go one more round after that before we physically run out of teams. Yeah. I don't think that Just would stop us. <laughs> Just do it. No. Yeah, I'll pay bye week teams. Nope. 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 <laughs> you can't pick bye week. Says who? <laughs> <laughs> the person who came up with last week, dumbass. He's gonna fucking do it anyway. <laughs> and he'll insist upon it in his commanding voice. Yeah. I will demand you give me the 49ers, and then Jimmers say will complain to you and I'm, change the rules. Alex, I'm telling you right now, middle school fight rules, you do not fight with a guy who just went through puberty. I believe that belongs to Mr. Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you right, think about uh, the fucking chair scraping. Let's just stand up. All right, tune in <laughs> next week 
for uh, more of the game of games. Oh goodness gracious! All right, uh, what's what? Do you want to do uh, Leprechaun in the Hood? Because I, I keep thinking about that. Oh god. Because that's not the one you assigned no. me. No. Oh, you don't want to do it? Okay. <laughs> I'll let you watch In Space first, and then no, you no, can no, let yeah. me know if you oh, want to watch another well, one. Well, actually, tell you what, a better one to do. Let's do Leprechaun 1, because I think there's a lot to talk about well, there. I watch a different Leprechaun movie? Hey, what there's if like we said we watched No Treat, movie. No Surrender 2? Wait, did we not do that? Did we just do the first one? Nope. Wait a second. Alex, did we do No I, Retreat? I'm mixing the franchises up. No like, retreat, I'm mixing no this up with Best of the Best. Yeah, me too. Uh, I always do it. Let me look at this up. No Retreat, No Surrender okay. 2. Must go to Cambodia to rescue his Vietnamese girlfriend from Russian and Vietnamese troops? I mean, I've definitely seen this, but... I don't think we have. Let's fucking do that. I'm ready to get back to some uh, white guy karate movies. Yeah. Uh, is it... Hang on, I'm looking this up. Uh, the... Raging Thunder. Yeah. In Mach Hoa, Vietnam. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. We are, well, it's not a rematch. Percent. Yeah, we are absolutely. It's war. <laughs> this is. Yes, we are doing this. Uh, An American kickboxer going to Cambodia to rescue Cynthia Rothrock is the best premise I've ever heard for a movie. <laughs> Wait, Cynthia? Oh my god, she's. Alright, alright. We're in. We're in. Yeah, we're doing this. I, I'm like 90% sure that's not the person he's rescuing. She's I, yeah, she's part of the there. team. That's actually even better that she's like, hey, I'll help you go to Vietnam. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to Parker saying Nguyen. <laughs> Patra wants uh, Or as I know them, a whole page in my yearbook. <laughs> White Tiger. <laughs> Fuck, is Blood Moon the one with the, the evil computer? And that's the tea, sis.